The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Great to have you have you back. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is my home base. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work, and it's really an extension of the work I do at Elise Cortez and Associates. I'll get to my guest here in just a second, but let me give a quick thanks to Jobbing.com. They're my media partner and sponsor. If you don't know them, they are the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they're dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard and giving job seekers control over their search so they can find work close to home. Great partnership for me. Thank you, Jobbing.com. For this week's conversation with me is Wendy Knutson, who has 30 years of accounting experience and is the owner of Knutson CPA in South Lake, Texas. Knutson CPA has eight professionals on its team and serves a variety of small to mid-sized businesses, churches, and nonprofits. We'll be talking in this episode about how and why Wendy chose a career in accounting and why it's important to her, her approach to serving her clients today and running her own business, and her emphasis on working with the profit-first concept with her clients and actually in her own business as well. Wendy, great to have you with me. Welcome to Working on Purpose. Hi, Elise. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for I am too. Me. You're welcome. So, so welcome. I'm glad our paths crossed. And looking forward to hearing your story. And, of course, you know, I got to start because I'm a meeting and work researcher. I have, to under- I have to understand why accounting how is it that you decided to anchor your career in this field, and how did you know you wanted to become an accountant? Let's start there. It was really easy for me. In high school, I took accounting, and from my very first debit, it made sense to me. It was logical, and I, I loved it, and I knew that uh, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Gosh, if only were that so easy for the rest of us out there, Wendy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, a lot of us have more of a circuitous path to get to where we think we're supposed to be. So I really admire the directness of that approach. So that was high school, you said? Yes. Yes, I took okay. my first accounting class as a junior in high school, and I've been on that path ever since. You know, I can appreciate that. Um, I um um, I know somebody who's an accountant today too, and uh, had originally gone to go the the med school route was going to be a doctor, and and it, and got a degree in biology, was heading that that path, and decided to go into the armed forces, and then just by accident took an accounting course while he was there, and same thing, it just made sense to his brain. Debits and credits make sense, and that was it. Yeah. From there, he he knew what to do, and I, that's one of the things I want my listeners to be able to take from this conversation is that when things do make sense to us like that, we should pay attention to that. Might be a really good indication. But that's a good path for us, and, and somehow you had the good sense to pay attention and, and make a whole a whole career out of it. So kudos to you. 
Um, I remember you saying when we had we had a phone conversation, Wendy, that I I was asking you something about some of some of the things that you thought contributed to um, this, and besides being graded in high school, and you said something about a Mexican restaurant and a sign. Can you tell us more about that memory and how that influenced your career choice? I'd love to do that. I I've always been intrigued by process and watching things evolve, and then seeing the end product and reflecting back on how things transpired. And as I was working for my dad several years ago, and as I would drive to work, I noticed a business starting to get ready to open, carrying in the booze, and and the next day they'd be carrying in tables, and then the next day I would see a sign go up, and it it was evolving into a Mexican restaurant. And I made a mental note once it opened to take my family there for dinner, and as things are, when your kids are small, we got busy and we didn't get around to it for a while. And then one day I drove by and the lights were off and there was a sign in the door on the window that said, out of business. It was a cardboard sign scrawled in handwriting with a black Sharpie marker. And it touched my heart. It broke my heart, as a matter of fact. And I could just picture... Um, Mexican man and his family standing behind him making out that sign and what was reflected behind that sign were shattered hopes and dreams, possibly a failed marriage, broken finances, bankruptcy, just so much was represented by that sign and out of business signs have broken my heart ever since. And I thought at the time, I know numbers. I have a gift for numbers and for finance. What could I have done to help that family to make their business successful? And where were you? What juncture of your life were you when when you when that happened for you? How old were you, or had you already started your your, your career? um, I was working for a small business at the time. I had uh, worked for small business through college. I graduated from college late, and I was probably about thirty. Okay. So what I love about that story, of course, is that you are narrating something that I see happen when I talk with people, interview people about how they experience meaning in their work. And the thing that I find really intriguing about that is that we as human beings are meaning makers. We make meaning of our experiences. And many anybody else could have looked at that situation and seen it completely differently and said, oh, gosh, it's so sad. Let's move on. But for you, it was very poignant and, and somehow made you wonder, gosh, could I have helped that person? Could I have made a difference? And maybe he'd still be in business today if I had. And I, I think that that's a, one of the reasons that I love getting to interview all different kinds of guests on the show is that, um, you know, you as you say, you're a numbers person, you're a finance person. That's your gift. Um, and you bring that you bring that that talent to it, and you bring the heart and passion to serve people. So I just I appreciate that story very very much. It's it's fascinating. You did say something along those lines when we spoke on the phone, but I want our listeners to hear it too. So yes, it's it's amazing to me how that stayed uh, stayed with me. Like you said, we we see things all the time, and we're affected in different ways. And for some reason, that sign has just been there and. And out-of-business signs that I see all the time just break my heart. Mm-hmm. And it does happen all the time. I'm sure you probably know, but what's off the top of your head, what's the, I hate to say it, but what's the failure rate for new businesses that launch? 
Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I heard a statistic recently, and I don't, I, I don't know where it came from, that more businesses failed in 2015 than were started in 2015. Hmm. Yeah, it's just tough, and again, that's why a lot of people don't go into business for themselves. But, but that is one of the things that I also wanted to talk with you about. That lots of people that listen to the show. Um, are in transition, want to be in transition, are looking for something else, and oftentimes want to start their own business. And I know that you've had a 30-plus year history in accounting, but then you also had a, a pretty strong desire to to become an entrepreneur yourself. Why? I, I have a history of entrepreneurship in my family. My dad has had his own business, several different businesses growing up, and my grandfather had his own business. And through college and even in high school, I worked for small business and could just see the love and the compassion and the heart that those business owners put into what they were doing. They worked hard. They worked long hours. They worked hard at what they did, but they believed in what they did. And I love that. I love that spirit. I love to see that in people. And once I had some experience and and was in practice, um, working out of practice, I just had ideas about the way that I wanted to do things, the way I wanted to run a business and the way that I wanted to treat my customers, and I wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. It's a way of expressing yourself, isn't it? You are expressing who you are. Yeah. It yeah. Is. My um, my parents were were are or have been I should say they're retired now are very good entrepreneurs. They first had a farm in Central Washington State, and then they had a restaurant business in Northeastern Oregon. And so I grew up very much around the entrepreneurial spirit, hard work, grit, work ethic, you know, all of that. And I always tell my dad, especially that, and my mom too. She was an incredibly hard worker. That that really helped to make me who I am today. And I have been in my uh, on my own for for gosh, at least the last ten years, I guess. So there's a part of me that really gets that too. And you're right. It's you are the face of your business. You are the business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now you set out when to go into business for yourself. How long have you been in, on your own? I opened the practice in 2010 in South Lake, Texas, with a partner. And we were partnership together for the first year, and then we went our separate ways, and I've had the firm uh, by myself since 2011. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about your business. How do you run it? Who do you serve? Um, I think, again, listeners that are trying to learn more about the, the art of entrepreneurship probably want to hear some of those details. Sure. We serve small to medium-sized businesses, mostly in the geographic area around us, but we do have clients all over the country as well, and we help them with our people who appreciate our three uniques, which are cloud-based technology and no surprise billing and our profit-first offering. And are you going to tell us more about those things as well? I'd love to. Okay. Well, let me first ask you, I want to know what your definition of small and mid-sized businesses is. Is that revenue? What is that? It's it's a combination of revenue and also the number of employees. So it's about a million to ten million in revenue, and you know, a, and a few a, a few employees. It's not the solopreneur usually. Okay, okay, all right. Well, then go ahead if you will say something. I want to hear about those. You sounds like you've got those three main buckets that you really focus on. So tell us about those. The first is a cloud-based technology. We've always um, embraced the cloud since the beginning. I have always had a mindset of 
to be an early adopter with the software. I, I like using software to its fullest capacity to get the job done and, and to serve clients better. So we've always been in the cloud. We've never had a, a server, and we use Mac computers, which is a little forward-thinking for accountants, but we, we like that, and we uh, are able to utilize that, and it allows our clients to access their information from anywhere, anywhere that, that they have an Internet uh, connection, and it really gives them real-time numbers uh, more than they used to in the, in the old days of pencil and paper, for sure. And then we have uh, no surprise billing, so we uh, let our clients know. One of our one of our mottos is no surprises. We let our clients know up front what the invoice is going to be, whether it be for their monthly bookkeeping or their tax work, and we give them that price up front so there's not going to be any pr- surprises and no conversations later um, about, I didn't know it was going to be that much, and that really gives our clients a lot of comfort. And then we and offer the unusual, profit first huh? consulting. Sorry, let me just unusual. grab that real quick. That that's a, that's an unusual approach, huh? In your in your field, it is. It's very. It's it's coming. Uh, it's getting more popular, but it is it is new. Definitely, we don't charge by the hour. It's all flat fee, and uh, that's that's a new concept for accountants. Interesting. All right, I like it. Okay, and then the profit first. And I do want to hear more about that. I had that slated to talk for later in the show, but we, well, we, and we may talk about it more extensively later, but let's go ahead and at least hear what that is now. Profit First is a cash flow management system for business owners. It's very similar to Dave Ramsey's envelope system where you categorize the money into different buckets, and it's a proven process for cash flow management for businesses. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I want to talk more about that a little bit later because I know that's a big, big part of what you do. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about is I wanted to hear you say a little bit about how you run your business. Um, I'm going to ask a little bit more about, you know, some of the stuff that you do and get into more of some of the, the your salaried staff and fixed pricing a little bit later. But, you know, a high sketch level, how is it that you go about running your business? Are there certain key um, concepts or philosophies that you try to adhere to? Absolutely. We operate on a set of promises, and we call those the Knutson promises. They are, you really, really matter, own it, and all cards on the table. And Hmm. these are promises that we use to work with each other on the team, the way that we work with our customers, and uh, the way we like for our customers to work with us. And I I can go into each one of those a little bit more if you like. Yeah, we've got a little bit of time for the break. Before the break, go ahead. Okay, you really, really matter is the first one, and it's how we treat each other. We, you know, we we want to make sure that we're taking into consideration that you're you're a person, you have hopes, you have dreams, and it matters to us. It matters to us what you think. It matters to us how you feel, and we always keep that top of mind. And then own it is we take responsibility for our work, whether it's good or bad. If we make a mistake, we own it, and we talk about how we're gonna how we're gonna move forward, and um, make sure that it gets you know it gets fixed. We talk about how we're gonna fix it, and then all cards on the table is 
open and honest communication, which is key in our business. We want to communicate. We want to put all our cards on the table for the customer, and we want the customer to do the same for us so that we can uh, get down to the real issues. And it really uh, brings a sense of collaboration when you have just put everything out there and talk about what needs to be talked about and resolve together. So what it sounds to me like, Wendy, is those are, those are key operating values for you. Is that right? This Absolutely. Is, this, is, this is Wendy, right, all the way. Oh, yeah, um, it is. What I love about that, right, that's your culture. So when you think about how, how, what's, what distinguishes a business, oftentimes it's a culture. It's the way they do things. It's how they set themselves apart. And very frequently, especially when we run our own business, um, that the ability to express our values, which infuses how we do our work, how we touch our customers, is is so incredibly important. And that you can be authentic about that because people buy into that authenticity. They opt into that authenticity. So I think that's um, really lovely how you narrated that. Well, thank you. It's been a process that we've been working on over the last few months to really identify those and and you're right and this is me this is uh the way I about things and uh, the the ability to articulate those with a group and put those into practice in the business to make things better for the customer and for the team is it's really special Mm mm-hmm you know, and the other thing that you, 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 I know that you pride yourself on, and we may just be able to, to touch this before we go on break here, but I know you also pride yourself on that, the notion of being responsive. And I know you said something about that before, the forward thinking piece too. You, you did shock me, I must say, um, when you said you use Max. No offense, but I wouldn't have imagined <laughs> that <laughs> that an accounting firm um, would, would focus on Max. So that's pretty cool right there. Um, but the... Um, the responsive piece here. Um, I guess we'll 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 cue that up a little bit a little bit later here. But um, first, what do you mean by responsive? What is is that mean like within a certain amount of time? What does that mean? Yes, we have a firm policy that we respond to all phone calls and emails within twenty four hours. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Um, well, when I when I I know there are some businesses that certainly pride themselves in something similar. So we'll we'll t- but but they mean different things by it. And they responsive might mean a few days or whatever else. So uh, we'll talk more about that here. But it is time for our first break. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Wendy Knutson, who has 30 years of accounting experience and is the owner of Knutson CPA in South Lake, Texas. Knutson CPA has eight professionals on its team and serves a variety of small to mid-sized businesses, churches, and nonprofits. We've been talking about her passion for the business and how she goes about it. After the break, we're going to get more into the details of the actual work she does to help her clients. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Wendy Knutson, the owner of Knutson CPA in South Lake, Texas. The firm has won many awards, including the 2015 Firm of the Future Award from Intuit. In 2015, Knutson CPA became a certified profit-first professional firm, one of only three in Texas. This designation allows Knutson CPA to guide business owners on the journey to increasing their profits. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. Let's pick up. We were we were saying a little bit about you have a, a very strong operational value that you've inculcated into your business around the notion of providing responsive, forward-thinking service. And we were talking about that just before the break. Did you want to say more about that? Was there? Did we get everything you wanted to say about that? I wanted to comment a little bit about how the responsiveness came into being. And when I sat down with uh, prospects or the office to talk about services, I always ask them, what are the issues that you're having with your current CPA and why are we having this conversation? And so many times we heard, I don't get my calls returned, I can't find my CPA in the off-season. We knew that responsiveness was important customers and a keystone for our business. You know, it is really important when you feel like you can count on somebody like that. I think that is such a huge, huge way to cement a relationship. And so I, I applaud that. Um, I appreciate that that's a cornerstone of what you do. That's fantastic. You have to be um, dependable. People have to be yeah. able to count on you. Yeah. Well, and you know, think about it, you know, count accountability <laughs> in an accounting yes. firm sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> um, yes. I, I want to talk a bit about about your team and kind of your your journey away from tracking time and billing by the hour to salaried staff and fixed pricing. I know you've got eight people on your team, and and you've really moved more toward a value based pricing um, approach. I, I think it would be interesting to understand that. I know lots of different companies will just simply say, "Hey, I spent these many hours. I'm passing it on. Here's my expenses. So here's my bill." Um, help us understand how this idea came to be and how it is that you, how it really helps you, as you say, put you on the same side of the table as your client. 
Absolutely. Uh, I love that story. About three years ago, someone asked me the question, how much value was I getting from the time tracking? And to be honest, I wasn't getting much. I was spending a lot of time looking through the hours, trying to decide how much to bill, writing off portions of it, and it, it just wasn't bringing value. And when you're billing by the hour... Your, you have opposite goals. The customer wants you to hurry up and get the work done quickly so that they're, they're, they have less time. But you, as the professional, you want to be sure that you do a, a thorough job and, and you're able to spend time looking at the financials, getting the, getting the work done, and then taking a step back to really look at what's going on. And sometimes that takes a little bit more time. And by not by not billing by the hour, we were able to really turn our focus to the customer. It, it, it changed the focus from the inside to the outside. We were no longer focused on doing the paperwork internally. We were work, focused on doing what the client needed in order to get the value. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. It's interesting, you know, it's just a matter of just changing your focus. And I think that's, that's, so, that's so powerful. It was really powerful. I was the first one to stop tracking my time internally, and I, I, I still am just amazed at the, the difference in the way that things felt. Mm. Hmm. I like it. That sounds good to me. And I, and I don't know if this is at all related. Maybe it is, but you mentioned to me on the phone when we talked the first time, um, it, this the results-oriented work environment. Is it related to that, or is that something that supports it? Or tell us more about that. It goes hand in hand. You you don't you can have one without the other, but the results only work environment is is a philosophy that allows staff to do their work where they want, when they want, as long as they get their work done. And it's based on the book by Kelly Ressler and I forget the other author, but uh, Why Work Sucks and How to Fix It. <laughs> and of course, I like it. <laughs> pardon that, but uh, that's that's what it is, and it. It's, a, it's about creativity, and a lot of people don't, for, or that's what spoke to me, uh, a lot of people don't correlate accounting with creativity, but it's like I was saying earlier, when you get the work done, the basic work, and then you take a step back and look and analyze at what's actually going on in the business, you have to be creative. You have to think of ways to help the business owner to be better and more utilize their financial situation to grow their business. Some people do that best at 9 o'clock in the morning. Some people do it best at 10 o'clock at night. I'm more of a 5 a.m. girl. And I wanted the team to be able to use those talents to best do their work. And results-only work environment really spoke to that. I think that's gorgeous. And uh, here's why. Because I think um, today I, I certainly focus a lot when it comes around to meaning in work and how people experience their work. And employee engagement is a lot of the stuff that I do, too, with organizations. And so, you know, this notion of what I hear you talk about is work-life integration, a, a healthy work-life integration, a way to be able to do work in a way that's meaningful and allows you to be productive, but also live the rest of your life. Is that fair? Absolutely. That's, okay. that's what we strive for. 
I think that is beautiful. And again, um, perhaps something I wouldn't necessarily immediately uh, associate with accounting. Um, That seems very fluid to me. It seems very forward thinking, as you're saying. So I love this. This is fascinating. Something I think for offer to my ears when I hear that's not what we hear from the typical accountant. Those are my favorite words. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, You know, the other thing that sometimes people will say that I think is, and when I've done the interviews that I've done with accountants, a few of them have been very, very proud to say, you know, when people, when I tell people what I do for a living, they say, you can't possibly be an accountant. You have a personality. (laughs) And, And they say, I just love that. And so same thing with you. You have this wonderful personality and this different approach that I think is very refreshing that I, I hope our listeners are really getting some, some value from and, and being able to see how to creatively apply your value use your perspective and infuse um, really forward-thinking work ideas into how you run your business. I think it's very, very inspiring, Wendy. That's the great part of being an entrepreneur. You get to you get to try things out, and you know things that you the things that you believe in. You get to uh, funnel through your business. Hmm. Hmm. Well, speaking of that, I, I think it would be also wonderful for our listeners to understand. My guess is that you've learned a lot in the, the years that you've been on your own in business and and running your own company. And I, I can imagine that you've probably gotten a few, you know, bruised bones and, and maybe a couple black eyes, et cetera, along the way. But um, anything that you can think of along the way that you think that you'd like to share with our listeners that maybe would be helpful to them as they're considering building their own business, things that you learned along the way that have been helpful to you? What I've learned as I reflect back on that question is what I really enjoy is to get to the heart of the matter with your customers. Find out why your customers do what they do, and it helps you to better serve them because you, you understand them on a better level, on a deeper level. Don't just process the work. You have to do the work, but do more than that. Take care of your customers. Find out from them what they need in order to be successful as it relates to the services that you offer. And just basically take care of your customers and take care of your team. Those are the most important things. Did you, were there any like, uh, you know, surprises or gotchas along the way that you were were like, gosh, you know, I really thought this was going to work, but it didn't. Yes, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. uh, There's, there's those that happen uh, almost daily. Sometimes I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but but you bet. Like I said, uh, I'm an activator, and so I like to, I, I refer to myself often as a point-and-click kind of girl. I'm not one to just sit down and read the instructions. I'll, I'll do that for a little while, and then I want to try things out. And um, that that works really well for me, but now I have a team of seven behind me, and sometimes when I, I point and click and, and we start going in a different direction too quickly, it's, it's hard to turn that around. So I've, I've learned lately to utilize the strength of the team in making big decisions and, and getting everyone on board or at least, you know, getting consensus in, in the projects that we're going to take on and the, in the directions that we're going to go in. So it sounds to me, uh, I'm, I'm hearing some clues and I'm picking up on this. It sounds to me like you've you had your team go through a strengths session. You know all your, your people's strengths. Is that right? We're in the process of doing that now, yes. Okay. Uh, we, have, we have just about everybody's strengths and we've plotted them on a spreadsheet like the good accountants that we are. And we're, we're 
we're wondering what is the next step with that, and we're we're trying to figure out how to utilize those. But yes, we're starting to talk about that quite often. Okay. The reason I queued up on that, uh, Wendy, is that I am a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, and I think that's a wonderful thing that you're doing, that you would first assess your team so you know what their strengths are. I do certainly encourage you to make sure that you you know really have a, a true understanding of what those things are and what they mean for the team. We can talk off, offline about that, but I, I may be able to help you with that or give you some ideas or some resources or some recommendations as to who you can work with. But I think it's brilliant that you as a small business have done that. I've done that kind of work with like small nonprofits. I've done it with large, um, you know, public, publicly owned organizations, uh, companies, et cetera. It's, I think it's a very powerful thing when you know what the strengths are of your team and you know how to be able to leverage them and you know how to be able to activate your people um, and let them play to their best strengths. I think that is so smart as a business owner. And what I'll also tell you is that activator thing that you're talking about in you, um, that's the one that gets to, you know, when can we get started? And, you know, you have a wonderful ability to enroll people into things. And that's probably great as a leader, certainly, by the way. Um, and so that's one. Of, and, and usually there's a lot of positive energy that comes around being an activator. So kind of an infectious energy that comes with that. So um, it's a wonderful thing that to, to anchor yourself from. So anyway, I just want to say kudos for, for even going through the effort of getting your, your, your people assessed. How did the idea come? Where did that, where'd that idea come from? Why, why are you doing that? Uh, oh, I had someone on my team. Uh, one of the girls on the team had, was in a different group. She's on a, uh, the local chamber board of directors, and they had done it uh, as a group. And so she had her strengths framed on her desk. And then we had a new team member come on, and he knew what his strengths were, and he encouraged a couple of other people to do their strengths finder. And so we just just started on that journey, and I'm always looking for ways to bring the team together and, and like you said, to utilize people's strengths, and it goes to that creative piece. I want people to be creative. I want them to be happy and passionate about the work that they do, and however I can help to bring that together, I'm, I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a wonderful leadership quality to, to be anchored from, Wendy. That's fantastic. So just had to weigh in on that because I, that's just, I, I do so much work around that. It was like, I, she must be doing a program on this. She must. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, we have a couple minutes before we go to our next break here, so I do want to. I want to start. We may be. We we may need to carry it over after the break as well. But I want to go a little bit deeper into that profit first concept and the methodology that you that you uh, have been using. I know that you mentioned uh, it was document. It came from a business author. I think I want to call him Mike Michalowicz or something like that. Anyway, can you tell us what what is this about profit first concept? What is it? Why do you use it? Why is it important? Absolutely. Like I said earlier, it is a simple cash flow management system that uses a proven process for our clients, and we use it also in our business to become more profitable. It's similar to Dave Ramsey's envelope system, and uh, it is, it's written, it's the philosophy is from a book called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. He wrote The Pumpkin Plan and The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur also. They're, they're all good books. And it focuses on five key key areas in the business, income, profits, owner's pay, taxes, and operating expenses. And we coach our clients in how to get those five areas to where they need to be profitable for the size business they have. 
and um, allows the business to be sustainable, grow, and and you know last longer for longevity. Okay, that that I love the fact that you're coaching your clients to be more profitable. Again, that also sounds a little bit different to me from from an accounting perspective. So, um, really applaud your approach here of how it sounds like you're really partnering with your with your clients. Um, much to learn from you, Wendy. This is really, really an interesting and and surprising conversation for me. I'm happy to be surprised. Thank you for that. Um, and you've just taken us perfectly into uh, our break here. So we'll take our second break here and then talk a little bit more after some of the other things you're working on here. Um, I'm Elise Cortez, your host, and we've been on the air with Wendy Knutson, who has 30 years of experience in, in accounting and is the owner of Knutson CPA in South Lake, Texas. Knutson CPA has eight professionals on its team and serves a variety of small to mid-sized businesses, churches, and nonprofits. After the break, we'll hear more about some of the things that she's done to, to win some awards and, again, how it is that she's really serving the community. She has a passion to serve the community, as you might be able to tell from some of her other things she's saying. We'll hear more about that after the break. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. 
Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Wendy Knutson, who is the owner of Knutson CPA in South Lake, Texas. The firm has won many awards, including the 2015 Firm of the Future Award from Intuit. In 2015, Knutson CPA became a certified profit-first professional firm, one of only three in Texas. This designation allows Knutson CPA to guide business owners on their journey to increasing their profits. We've been talking a bit about that very concept, and I wanted to say a little. I wanted to talk a little bit more about that, Wendy, because I understand that um, you kind of, you know, walk the talk on this deal. So you don't just tell business owners, "Hey, you ought to do this because it's good for you." Um, you're doing this for your own firm as well. Absolutely. So tell, us, tell us more about that. Part of being certified as a profit-first professional requires that you work the program in your own business. So I drink the Kool-Aid. I've been implementing profit-first for about 18 months, and it's made a huge shift in, in our business and, and the way we look at things. It really has a way of separating out you know, those, those five key areas of numbers and it really simplifies things as far as cash flow and um, part, of, part of our process to, was to work with Mike McCallowitz, the author of Profit First, uh, one-on-one for several months. And we still have calls with him on a regular basis to help us guide us in, in our own implementation and how to implement that for, for clients. We're always learning more and honing our skills in that area. And I really think that that's the best way to help businesses by speaking from your own experience and uh, profit first in our own business has really helped me to do that. Can you give us some, maybe some examples of that? I mean, it sounds very logical, very rational and completely sane to me, but I don't, I don't have a clear picture of it. What do you, what do you mean? I mean, are you bucketing how you bring in money or help us understand a little bit more about some, some examples of how that's showing up and how you use this stuff? Sure. Without getting too technical, it's a process, instead of the envelopes that Dave Ramsey talks about, it's bank accounts. And you take the money that comes in, when it comes in, and divide it into these different buckets. You separate out money for the owner to pay the taxes of the business, separate profit in order for the, and set aside money for the, the profit is money that's going to stay in the business uh, to help the business have a vault for emergencies that come up, opportunities that come up, or different fluctuations. If you have a down season, you're going to have some money set aside for that, and it helps you to weather those storms. Businesses, most businesses are just one, you know, loss of one customer away from either having to let go of valuable staff or, you know, possibly even close their doors. And this helps business owners to prepare for that and to, um, you know, to weather those storms. And then the money that's left over in the operating account is how you use that money to, to run the business. And you learn to go back to those days in the beginning when you were creative with the small amount of money that you had. I know for us in the beginning, uh, we took any customer that came in with a, in the door with a checkbook and sometimes they didn't have that just so we could do the work and it, it helps you to really identify where you're making money, the customers that are profitable, the business lines that are profitable and, um, and to focus on those going forward. 
Mm-hmm. That was incredibly helpful to hear a little bit more detail behind that, Wendy. Thank you for, uh, you know, entertaining me on that because uh, it just, it just, I, I know it's everyday work for you, but for me and the listeners who don't work in that field, I just, I know I wasn't getting my arms around it. So that helped tremendously. Thank you. Absolutely. And I highly recommend the book. It's an easy read. Mike's funny. Uh, and it, I really recommend it. Funny is good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, well, I want to hear a little bit about um, these awards that, that you won. I mean, it's just fantastic for a small business to do, to win an award. But I, I, I know that there's some important parts to why these awards are important to how you've done your work, too. So um, I know you've recently won the Intuit's Firm of the Future Award. And I made sure I wanted to be sure and say that in my introduction for you because I wanted the listeners to understand that. Um, but it, I know it's related to, you know, you embracing the cloud technology and social media as a way to reach people. But tell us more about this. Where did it come from? How did it, be, how did it come onto your purview? Did, did you apply for it? How did, how did you win? And how does it matter to your business? Sure. The, the Firm of the Future Award came about, we got an email and, uh, with the rules and, and, and the guidelines for the, for the contest and, what we had to do was make a video to talk about how we're a firm of the future. And we did that by talking about the cloud technology that we use, the you know, putting our storage in the cloud and our QuickBooks is on the cloud so that clients have access to that. And we were one of 20 firms that were given that designation uh, in 2015 from Intuit. And a lot of that, too, is the social media. We've always had a strong presence on the web. Our website is really strong, uh, thanks to our marketing director, uh, Lindsay, and she does an awesome job. And that was another way that our firm was different, especially in the beginning. You just weren't seeing a lot of creative websites uh, from accountants. And that that brought a lot of interest to our website and, and was able to help us get that award. You know, even just this show, right? I mean, uh, you know, I, I certainly appreciate that before we got on the on the air that uh, you tweeted out and said, hey, I'm about to go on the air with Luis Cortez. Can't wait to share my story. Um, again, you know, that is fantastic use of social media. And it is a way to evangelize who you are and what you're about and what makes you different. And so um, the cloud and social media to me, again, Maybe the cloud I might I might imagine a, an accounting firm working with, but social media maybe not as much. Um, so how are you using social media? What are you what are, kind of messages are you putting out via social media? We we have like I said, we have a great website with a lot of good information. I write a blog okay. and I write it at WendyKnutson.com and those are linked, I think, on our website and just uh, write some interesting things about business and correlations to business and, and everyday life. And then we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and you can sign up for that on our website. Through that newsletter, we give tax tips, accounting tips, all sorts of uh, good information every week. Okay. That helps. All right. That makes sense. Um, and then the other award that I know about is the South Lake Best of the Best CPA Awards. Six years in a row. Is that right? I wrote that down. Is that correct? Six years in a row? It is. It's it's amazing. We have been very blessed to be um, voted the best South Lake CPA firm for six years in a row. And it's it's truly an honor. It truly is an honor. And how do you get that distinction? How does how how did that happen? 
people have to go and vote. Uh, there's a there's a, a big voting process. There's a lot of different categories that are chosen throughout the city of South Lake, and you just you know where you receive an email and and go online and vote for that, and it's it's um, you write in vote. Hmm. Wow. Congratulations. That is another distinguishing another distinguishing quality. Um, <clears throat> well, we don't have a whole lot of time left on the show here, but I got a couple more questions for you. And I know one of the other things that, that you, you mentioned, and I think one of the other people on your team mentioned to me, is that um, you as a, as a small organization and business have a passion to help people in the community. So what kinds of things are you doing to help the community? Our, our marketing director, Lindsay Pollack, is on the South Lake Chamber Board of Directors. And through that position, she has contact with lots of different organizations within the community and does a lot of volunteer work uh, within the community and just keeps us plugged in to the South Lake community and, and the goings-on there. Okay. Uh, are, are there any particular pet projects that you, that you know of or you want, to, you want to share that were kind of fun to be involved with? Um, nothing in particular that I can think of. We're just really... You know, I, I like to be involved in the community. I like to be part of the community that I live and work in. And so we do stay plugged into the South Lake community on a regular basis. You know, one thing I didn't ask you is how you landed in South Lake. Have you been there this whole time or how did you get to South Lake? I did, and it's an interesting story. I started the firm with a partner, and she had a client that said to her, uh, well, I'll back up a little bit. She and I had looked at some different accounting practices to try to purchase, and we did, never did put a deal together, and so we were looking for something, and one of her clients had a business in South Lake, and he said, you know, you really ought to come to South Lake. They need a good accountant in South Lake, and uh, she must have been an activator also because uh, it wasn't a week later that we had an office rented in South Lake and we were starting things up and we hired a marketing person when we couldn't afford her and she got the word out in the local community and just started, like I said, working through the chamber. She started on that from the very beginning and and getting our name out in the, in the local community and that's how that's how it happened. Yeah, it does sound like she was an activator too. I mean, it's just that's the whole thing. Let's just go. Let's just do this thing already. Uh, yep, that yep, is that's a true, right. A true activator, yeah. And the two of you together, that would be almost a little bit scary, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's how things have to start, right? That's and that's I think can be such an important thing for our listeners to take away is sometimes just getting started is half the battle. I know people that have said for years they want to be in business, but they didn't pull the trigger, and so that's it. Never happened. Right. You have, you just, you know, you have to do as much research as you need to, but it's never going to be perfect. You just have to try with your minimum viable product and, uh, you know, be cautious. Don't, you know, don't sink in with too much money borrowed or anything like that. Just, you know, try little steps that you can and feel the waters and and see how it goes. And if it's Mm -hmm. wrong, you shift and and do something different. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, along those lines, um, we're coming to a close here. I, w- I always like to let my guest, if I can, give them the last word, if you will. And and so, as I you heard me say, and I think you sh- you know this about me by now, is that the show is really all about helping people more meaningfully and productively productively connect with their work. Well, and with that in mind, and with all you've shared with us, what other final pearls of wisdom or advice might you have for our our listeners? One of my mottos throughout life has been. Figure out what it is you love and find a way to make money doing it. So find your passion and figure out how to make money doing it. And I think that's important for business owners and and for everyone. Life is short and you only get one chance. So follow your passion. And even if you're working at at a job, a regular job that isn't necessarily your passion, do something in the evening to try to develop that passion into a business, whether it be just an hour in the evening or get up an hour early in the morning before you go to work and just work at it little steps at a time so that you can follow follow your dream and follow your heart. And, and it, it makes life so much easier when, when you're doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I wholeheartedly agree with you, especially the part about doing what you love and finding your passion. And in addition to that, I think it's really important, the, the bit about, and find a way to make money at it. Because <laughs> uh, yes. that's, the, that's the operational quality here, is that you can't just you know, put your, your, your hat out there for something and if, if you can't find a way to make money and support yourself. Um, so finding a way to monetize your passion is really, really important. Such a great way to, to, to finish the show, Wendy. Um, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to join us this afternoon and share with us your perspective, your passion. Um, You will have been a wonderful surprise to talk with, and I've learned a lot from you. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you so much, Elise, for having me. I enjoyed it, and it was a a fun experience to get to know you better and to be able to share with your your group. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're going to get something out of us. As I mentioned, we'd already had quite a bit of Twitter action happening about this show. So um, I'll be curious to see what we what we see in the Twitter waves. But if you want to learn more about Wendy Knutson and her firm, visit her website. It's www.knutsoncpa.com. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N-C-P-A.com. She shared a lot with us this afternoon, and I think you'll find that interesting and want me want to listen to this again via the podcast version. Encourage that. Next week, we'll be on the on the air with an, an interesting group of um, Southern Methodist University current students and alums who are sharing their career dreams. They're all communication majors, and they're going to be sharing their dreams to really change the world in the field of communication that they've been educated in. They were fantastic to to interview. I interviewed them some time back, so this is a broad will be broadcast next week. So join us then, and remember that work is one-third of our lives, and so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. 